Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. How you doing? Follow us on the gram at IGJ Hood and at ESPN underscore Chicago. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Glad you're with us here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Let's talk some White Sox baseball with a good friend of the program, Scott Gregor, who covers the White Sox for the Daily Herald. And he joins me here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Scott, as always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Hey, Jonathan. Good to, always good to come on your show, and uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, well, Scott, you and I have been talking uh, Sox baseball and baseball in general for decades, but how odd is this for all of us as people that watch and enjoy baseball? 60 games, not even 81. We're getting 60 games if we get there, right? Yeah, you know, that's, what, a week from today? I'll, I'll, I'll take that uh, short season over these uh, inter-squad games, which, I've, <laughs> you know, they're serving their purpose. There's another one today, like a long one last night for the uh, White Sox, and um, I think I'm ready to move on to some, you know, live competition or, you know, more real competition, and I think the White Sox are too. I think probably everybody in baseball is. Well, Scott, so, yeah, this, is, this is no different than you, uh, you know, watching practices on the backfields and spring training, right? Is it? But I guess in, in those cases, you can walk away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, or, or run. <laughs> yeah, those are like yeah, yeah, the B games, and it's usually you go, Jonathan, you know, through the years in spring training when you went to a B game. I remember one spring, it was Jim Parquet coming back from a shoulder injury. And, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he was limited to, you know, B games. He wasn't ready for a Cactus League game. So you'd go check that out for until he pitched, you know, a couple innings, and then you'd be on your way, you know, to the real exhibition game. So, I mean, this is, this is what it is now, though. And, you know, considering where everybody was just, what, you know, two, three weeks ago, I mean, this is, this is pretty good stuff. But I'm just glad that, you know, the, the, the the testing numbers came out again today, and they're I think it was like zero point five percent, which is pretty good, you know, positive rate. That's a pretty good number. So I think they're going to be able to pull this off. And you know, once they get going, everybody's going to know it's a sixty game season. But I think it's going to be it's going to be really good uh, just to see you know baseball back, just to get something back here. Scott Gregor from the Daily Herald covers the White Sox. With me, Jonathan Hood on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So, Scott, you you covered the full tenure of Kenny Williams when he was in the chair as the main guy, general manager. And now here we see Rick Hahn the last few years um, after Ventura and where we are around Ventura and where we are right now in 2020. Do you think that Kenny would have had this much patience with developing young talent? versus what Han has done, kind of stayed the course to where we are at this point where there's a lot of optimism? Yeah, well, yeah, like you said, Jonathan, we go back pretty far. And you, you remember as well as I do, uh, Trader Kenny. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if it, if it was like, a, you know, a, 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 bad, a bad stretch of baseball, say like two weeks, somebody was getting traded, you knew that. Um, but I think even Kenny realized, I don't think he'd, he would have been as patient as uh, Rick Han is, but I think even Kenny it got to the point you know, when, when uh, Robin Ventura left, you know, the, the, the plug-in guys, the Adam LaRoches, the Adam Dunn's, you know, just hope, you, you know, you just hope you hit on something. You know, Kenny did, obviously, in 2005, but it, it's just really hard to sustain success that way with no farm system. And, you know, the, the really good prospects you do have, you know, Kenny would trade him for, you know, for even Rick Hahn traded, you know, Tatis, Fernando Tatis Jr. for James Shields. 
And that was, I think, the final straw that, hey, you know, we got to, you know, you know, blow this up and rebuild, restock the farm system. You know, they did that and it took a lot of patience. And that's that was one of the really tough things. This has been tough on everybody. But I mean, for the White Sox, this was really the year, you know, that these prospects were all ready to go. Luis Robert, I mean, Eloy Jimenez came up last year. Dylan Cease came up last year. Moncada is a superstar. You know, this, he's got two years in now. And then, you know, they go add Grandal and Edwin Encarnacion, Dallas Keuchel. I mean, this is a much this is a much different team than White Sox fans have seen the last seven eight years. Uh, this is a pretty good team, and you know, they're determined. You know, the schedule is what it is, and uh, you know, they they want to make the playoffs, and they don't really care, you know, what it looks like. And they're, I think they're going to be ready to go here. I guess, Scott, this feels different for me as a Sox fan because, as you mentioned, this is not the typical Sox over the last 30-plus years of the cast-offs, bring in guys that can maybe turn the turnstiles a little bit. Maybe they could be attractions. You know, you, you know like the Eucalyses and the Griffies and uh, yeah. you know uh, players like that, they'd come in, and it was just it, pretty much it was a business model after a while, right? Because yeah. they, they were not having the homegrown, enough homegrown talent to be able to satiate the appetite of of Sox fans, but this feels different. The Grandal and Incarnacion, as you mentioned, and Keichel, they're not castoffs. They they are in their prime with young players. That seems like a, a healthy mix for the future, doesn't it? It sure does, Jonathan. You know, and, and the, here's the other thing with like the Grandals and the Keichels and the Encarnacions. I mean, they wouldn't have signed here like with the Sox a year or two, three years ago. I mean, they they kind of saw what was going on, and you know, was you know, they they were kind of sitting back, like I'm sure a lot of veterans were, and be like, yeah, I don't want to play on that team, you know. And that, you know, I think last year, toward the end of last year, you could see, you know, like that, that young foundation was was there. Tim Anderson won the batting title. Lucas Giolito became an ace like almost overnight. Um, so they, there was a real good foundation of young guys. And that attracted, like, that attracted the Keiko, you know, like I was saying, like, the, the veteran guys, the veteran free agents that can pick and choose where they want to go. And they were, I think they all, all three of them, Gio Gonzalez, you can throw him in, Steve Ciszek, uh, uh, you know, their new relief pitcher that, hey, you know, they got something going here. I want to be a part of it. And these guys know how to win. And they, they've kind of brought that attitude in. And they really kind of instilled that in spring training before, you know, the game shut down. And they're picking it right back up, you know, now with uh, summer camp. Scott Greger from the Daily Herald with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Scott, what is your big picture storyline for the 2020 season? It's 60 games, but can you really make something out of the development of this team in such a short time? It's going to be that's the big challenge, and you know, I, I think it's the challenge for everybody. So you know, the White Sox are kind of on equal footing there, but you know, they have things to accomplish this year, even with the short schedule. You know, they've, it's Luis Robert. I mean, he's the guy that I, I really want to see, you know, out of all these, like, young, really good players they have. You know, their new center fielder is just, a, you know, fiend. I don't want to call him a phenom when he hasn't played a game, but you, you could, he can do everything. I mean, he can hit for power. He can, he can run. He can, he'll be a gold glove center fielder. He's a special talent. So they want him to get some kind of development in. You'll see uh, you'll see Nick Madrigal play second base, their first round pick from a couple years ago. Uh, like you know, five foot six, five foot seven, might be stretching it with him, but a baseball player, uh, great hitter, uh, really good defensive second baseman. You'll see him. 
Um, I, you know, the, the one thing that's tough is that, you know, Michael Kopech isn't, you know, opted out. So that's going to make it, uh, you know, that this was a, you know, he missed all of last year with Tommy John. So, you know, this was a big year for him. But, you know, with the 60 games, getting him ready again, getting himself ready, I don't think he was real comfortable with that. So you just kind of roll the dice on him next spring when you hopefully have a regular camp. Um, but, yeah, they, I mean, they have a lot of development to do and they want to win you know, kind of on the fly while they're doing that and then set themselves up here for a nice little run. So that same development where you're trying to read what you can see from 2020, Scott, is the same thing with Renteria. Maybe you can help me with my analysis of Renteria because I've been saying that when the Sox are good, that would be the time to be able to change. I just think that... And, and maybe that's unfair. I, I just think that there's been a lot of losses, and it's not necessarily on Rick. But I look at the Cub model in a lot of ways where Rick was you know, a solid manager, but it was a time for an upgrade. And I don't know if the Sox, because of the personality of the organization that likes to be loyal, if they're going to do that or not. I don't know if Rick's the right guy once the Sox are good. I, and I don't know how to read that after all the losing that the Sox have done. Yeah, um, you know, it's funny, Jonathan, because in spring training, you know, back in February, I saw Kenny Williams on the backfield, and that was the question I asked him. And uh, he, he he did not like that question. He doesn't understand why, you know, anybody would think that Rick Renteria can't ma- manage a winning, uh, you know, major league team, especially, you know, particularly the White Sox. Um, he loves him. Rick Hahn loves him. And I, I think – but I think that love is more just because he's been such a good, sh- sh- you know, soldier w- the last three years with, with you know, a rebuilding teams with not a whole lot of talent. Um, he hasn't had a whole lot to work with, so they don't they don't put a whole lot of stock into into the you know the three losing records. I believe two years ago they lost a hundred games. Um, they, you know, I, I, the way I like I look at Rick Renteria is he's a great guy. He's a great manager for a rebuilding team, I and mean, he's a really good teacher. He's really good with the young guys. and But, yeah, like you said, you know, there's only one way to find out if Rick Renteria, Renteria can be a winning manager, and that's you know, give him a team that's supposed to win. So we'll know. I don't know how much stock they're going to put into it. If he doesn't win this year, you know, they could say, well, you know, it was only a 60-game season. It was, you know, you can't judge off of that. But, I mean, this team should, even at 60 games, push for a playoff spot. I think they're they're, they're going to be that good or they have that much potential. Um you know, do, do, can can Renteria, you know, push all the right buttons or most of the right buttons and get them to where they should be? You know, we'll find that out. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting because if he doesn't, you know, just just from what, everything I've heard the last couple of years with the front office, I mean, they, they really love Renteria. But, I mean, this team ha- hasn't had a winning record in, what, seven, eight years. So, I mean, it's time it's time to do it now, you know, no matter what the circumstances Here's another unfair question for you, Scott. Um, <laughs> watches of the practice yesterday. Um, it, it's it's weird when you see you know, the team take on one another across the the uh, Major League Baseball landscape because it is practice and it's hard to read. But I did watch Rodon, uh, you know, really get hammered, and he was red faced and sweaty and not happy about his performance yesterday, at least uh, you know facially. But it seems like afterwards. He kind of understood that he got to get the ball down, not keep the ball up against some of those uh, Sox hitters. So I, I wonder what he looks like for 2020. What is his role? You know, he still wants to be a starter, and you know that might happen. You know, with Michael Kopech out of the picture now, um, and you know they might, and just because everybody's had such a long layoff, is you know particularly the starters. 
if they go with the six-man rotation, I mean, I think right now it's it's uh, Giolito, Keuchel, Gio Gonzalez, Dylan Cease, who looked great last night, and you know Reynaldo Lopez would be number five. And then you just if you're going to do if you're going to go six, you slide uh, you know Carlos Rodon in there. But you know if you don't, he you know he's missed over a year with Tommy John. He had a shoulder you know procedure, shoulder shoulder surgery a couple of years, you know, the year before that. So mm-hmm. he's really been been gone for a while. He should he should be rusty. Um, you know he still like gets frustrated. I think like you know he did when he was you know healthy and logging innings and and was like fully you know built up, but. You know, I don't know. I guess you could try him. You know, I just think he'd be good, you know, better as a long reliever early, you know, since these starters probably aren't going to be able to go more than like four or five innings. So they have some options with him, and I guess it will depend on his results. Um, yeah, his his fastball is, it looks pretty good. His slider, that's a, it's a good pitch for him. It probably That's more of a touch pitch. I mean, that one needs some work. But, you know, if he, if he figures it out as, as this season goes along, I think – you know they can move him in the rotation, take him. You know, make him a long reliever. They could. They have some options with him. Last thing, and I appreciate your time, Scott. What's your gut say about these sixty games? Will we get this uh, abbreviated season in? I think so, Jeff. I and mean, it's like I, you know, one thing that's kind of stuck with me through the summer camp is um, Steve Ciszek just kind of saying that. You know, I, I feel he said he feels more comfortable here than he did at home. Just with all the testing they have, um, you know they're, they're they're taking this pretty seriously. Yeah, you know, like Yon Moncada, I'm sure you, you saw that he's back. He, you know, he had the coronavirus, mm-hmm. so it's a it's a real danger. I mean, these, these these guys are aware of it. I think they're they're doing everything they can, and you know the numbers those those that low positive you know test numbers that came out today, I think showed that you know 0.5 percent positive is is pretty encouraging. You know, all things considered, and I think they're going to be okay. You know, if if guys have to go on the the COVID, you know, injured list, they have the you know the White Sox have their taxi squad in Schaumburg, so there's there are plen- plenty of uh, replacement options there, and you know you know the the, the roster is going to start out you know the start of the season it's going to be thirty a thirty man roster, and they so you know they have plenty of guys, and uh, hopefully they all stay healthy, and they don't need to be using this taxi squad too much, and let's get this thing going and get it in. Scott, I'm glad you spent some time. Thanks so much for coming on the show, as always. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Always a pleasure. It's uh, Scott Greger from the Daily Herald with us. And uh, don't forget, on Saturday, I will be with Jeff Dickerson. We will be on together between 3 and 7 o'clock. So if you're around, check out Dickerson and Hood 3 to 7 on Saturday. If not, we'll do the baseball show coming up Monday at 6 right here on Chicago's Home for Sports.